Forever Dog. Welcome to Forever Dog. You can listen to this podcast ad-free on Forever Dog Plus by signing up at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And make sure to follow us on social at Forever Dog Team and check out all of our podcasts at foreverdogpodcasts.com. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Forever Dog. Welcome to Public Domain Theater. With Kelly Nugent, Lindsay K. Tai, and guest Patrick Ellers. This week, The Outcasts of Poker Flat by Bret Hart. Welcome to Public Domain Theater, the podcast of highbrow readings and lowbrow commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay K. Tai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today on the podcast, we have another podcaster, comedian, <laughs> improviser, all around good guy. Oh, man of the people. Great of the people. Great guy. You I may think know of myself as from, a man of the people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We didn't introduce you. Oh, yet. I apologize. <laughs> um, not so a man I, of the people. Honestly, from. Uh, he's uh, a, a man. Uh, <laughs> man of the interrupter. Um, yeah, classic, 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 classic. Man. Uh, anyway, I guess uh, Patrick Ellers yeah, is here. Young Patrick. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, we're so happy to have you. You're uh, you're one of you're one of our favorite people. You we are. love you. That's I. One this is one of my guests. favorite shows. Aw, thank you. How dare you say one of your favorite? Well, the other one is Teen Creep. Obviously. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is you guys work as a team. Uh-huh. I'm the truth. The other what? one is Open our other podcast. <laughs> yeah, the others are, are you know same day shipping. There's a show that you and I are on. Oh, yeah, right, that's right, another yes, favorite. True, true, mm-hmm. true, true, true. Or uh, Nintendo Cartridge Society. Another oh, there favorite. We go. Yeah, fantastic favorite. Look at this awesome way that we so slyly slipped in uh, Patrick's we other did. We did a plan other credits. The beginning. That's a very nice job. <laughs> yeah. Here we listen up. We're professionals. We're, we are professionals. Even when sweat is dripping off of our bodies, and we've got a wet cookie in the other room. <laughs> Not the moist cookie again. Moist, moist, <laughs> no! just melting cookie. cookie. Oh, just sliding, no! it's slipping got around. Big old pepperoni size chocolate Pepper- chips. Oh, what? Oh, girl, it is. Uh, Discs, medallions, some would say. These juicy medallions, you bite into it, it's like a souffle, baby. It's mm. dirty and it's ready for your little baby Ugh. mouth. It's going to stain as bad your, as your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> When you bite into it, when Patrick bit into it, a little chocolate chip kissed his cheek and left a mark. <laughs> I'm fine with that part. That oh, really? part was fine. Yeah, that part was actually kind of sweet. It made you seem like, a, like yeah. a cute little boy. It, like a cherub. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's like a little a pixie jumped out of the cookie and kissed your cheek. <laughs> took a little dump on your face. <laughs> oh, well, I don't care for that hey. at all. Hey. Hey, 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 we're hey a clean now. podcast. We're clean. We, we don't curse. We work clean. <laughs> <laughs> we're family oriented. We family are a family. Values. We, we are, are a family. family. Uh, Patrick lives in the home that we share. Mm-hmm. Um, Normally, you only pull me out to talk about Lois Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. But you were good this week, so. Thank we you. I appreciate it. We also pulled you out to talk about the God Pan. That's oh, true. Yeah. We had to do and flute that other music thing. together. Yeah, on, uh, yeah. Like a wolf Saki. boy or something? Oh, right. A wild wolf boy that's inside all of us. Mm-hmm. Because guys, guess what? We're on the spectrum. Uh, that's a plug for Patrick's previous episode on public domain theater. Yeah, check that out. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. I had I had fun. Yeah, it was it fun. It was and, a fun one. And you should have fun too. <laughs> 
I almost <laughs> threw. Guys, we're punchy right now because it's so warm. It's too room. hot. I don't know it's if you hot. Heard from the internet, but there is a heat wave. There is a heat wave. It's so Has hot. The internet told you that there's a heat wave. <laughs> Has, in Has it Los told Angeles? you about? Uh, yeah. Hashtag LA heat wave. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's terrible. Okay. Guess what? So. Again, Chicken Brett butt. is not here. <laughs> but that's a really funny joke. That's you, so I funny joke. With it. I love so it. I love it. Can Thanks. I? Do you mind if I like tweet that? You know what? Yes, <laughs> I'll attri- I'll tribute you. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Brett's not here. It's true. Brett's not here. He emailed us. So mm-hmm. again, it'll just be mean us uh, screaming at yeah. at a person who's not here, and then just constantly uh, complimenting Jenar. Oh, absolutely. Here's the thing. Because yeah. he didn't choose the story. He didn't choose the story. He dressed <laughs> I mean, he, right for the he's occasion. Like an enterprising shoulders young are shot. man. He's the yeah. only one yeah. who dressed right for he, the occasion. Honestly. Time concerned. Oh, wow. Last, Rude. I'm wearing shorts. Last time. The only I one saw dressed him, right. I saw him while we were recording. I saw yeah. him meditating. Oh, yeah. He's just sitting there and meditating. Yeah. That's Here's smart. the thing. He's always it's centered. Like, so he's like. So centered. He's so centered. He's when like you super zen. Well, because you walk in the room, right, and you're like, like stressed, right? He's he, a light. He brings a light. He brings ener- a light. Like you walk in the room, and Janar is glowing. And he also will like he'll he'll notice. Oh, there's mm-hmm. there's something up with you. He'll come up to you. He'll grab your shoulders, and he'll say <laughs> like, just stay still. And you'll be like, I am still. And he's like, Are you inside? Are you really? And you'll realize you're not. You're not. And you're you like, realize oh, you've right. never been. Still. You've never been still. Never. And then he says you've that out loud, and you're like, Center. That's what I. And then you're like. Now I, now I feel I it. Yeah. And yeah. what's great is that um, these are all things that we actually think and uh, it's coming <laughs> off as a joke. No, it's coming off as a joke. I don't get off why. As a joke. Honestly, I feel like that why. you think we're joking. Yeah. Because it's like, real. These are our real thoughts that you can't say to Janar's face. You can only say it when there's a microphone. Yeah. Because otherwise away you're too vulnerable. <laughs> you're too vulnerable. <laughs> are you guys ever worried about that? That mm. like we share so much on microphone and on podcasts that like this is the only place where we can really say and like really express ourselves and be vulnerable. It's actually very Mr. Rogers because he mm. has given has mm. sad, sad. Mm. He gave Have you interviews. watched that yet? Oh, yeah. I mean, I cried all the way through. Yeah, it, so same. watch. Oh, I yeah. saw most I left, of it. I saw it twice mm. and I left both times incredibly depressed. Yes. Because, yeah, me too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the man died feeling like a failure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 9-11 made him feel like he had like lost what's, the battle. What's even and the like, point? And then it's very clear that everyone in his life feels hopeless about current times. Oh, absolutely. They're all like, well, if he... Well, I mean, like, why, see, why should they be different from the rest so of us? They're so browbeaten. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's true. It's a real heartwarming bummer. <laughs> but, yeah, it is very heartwarming. And then you... And then you leave. You leave feel the Fred Rogers-shaped hole in the universe absolutely. as you leave. Absolutely. You do. You do. Uh, but he gave an interview, and it's included in the documentary... Where he's talking about how having Daniel Striped Tiger, mm. he's able to express oh, yes. his vulnerability through the puppet in a way. So he can say through Daniel Tiger, can I have a hug? Whereas as a grown yeah. man, if he turned to the interview and was like, can I have, can a, I hug? have a hug? <laughs> That'd be insane. <laughs> mm. It's like that. Yeah. And I also so, find uh, the microphones are our. Daniel Stripe the Tigers. Well, it's total, and also I find I'm a way better conversationalist with people that I don't know if I have a microphone in front of me. Well, yeah, mm. there's something about like the tacit mm-hmm. agreement that you make of like the time that we are spending together now is for the time we spend together now. Yeah. Like in any other circumstance, it'd be like there's a meal that's involved or mm-hmm. like you can go to your phone mm-hmm. or they can talk to someone else or leave. We're well, able to jack your energy up mm-hmm. for the sake of. 
the other person in the podcast as opposed to like, I feel bad for my boyfriend when I get home because it's like I've had my energy jacked up all day because I'm around other people and mm-hmm. I'm trying to be funny in meetings and blah, 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 doing bits. And then I get home and it's my chance to like release and not have to perform. But then my poor boyfriend's there and it's like, sorry, I spent all my energy, bro. Yeah. You're like, I just can't talk it's for the next fair. two hours. <laughs> <laughs> this, it's for me. It's, so he gets the sleepiest Lindsay. Uh, Micah is very tired after work. And I come back after a podcast and I'm like, Whoa! and I'm like jumping on. Him. I'm You're like, up can after I? a podcast, oh, God. I, I oh, take no, a nose. Here's the thing. I am jacked up. I, like I am like, and then I get very tired like an hour later. I'll sleep but. for two days after this. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, goodbye. Nice knowing you. Oh, I'll see you at like Comic-Con. Ant-Man yeah. when he gets real big. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, you guys see haven't it? seen Ant-Man and Wasp yet. I really liked it. Lindsay did not. So, not like what it? story are we reading today? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, we're reading something by Brett Hart. which the wrestler. Brett. Brett. Um, <laughs> the hitman, obviously. Brett, you Brett chose this Hart. because of your name. <laughs> it's so transparent. It's so obvious. It's like, frankly, embarrassing. Um, do you guys know anything about Brett Hart? No. I know he died in the ring. Guess what? Okay, what? <laughs> he died in the ring. Okay, I'll give you this hint. Died in the ring in 1902. Uh-huh. When was he born? You were very good at guessing when they were born. Mm, I'm going to say 1863. 67 was going to be my guess. You're both embarrassingly wrong. <laughs> I was guessing he died in his 40s. But you know what? You said 1863? Mm-hmm. You're not 1836. Flip it. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. And I'm right. <laughs> oh, and I meant I'm very good. 70. What was the opposite of what I said? <laughs> 76? 76. Yeah. Yeah. 1876. Okay, so he was an American short story writer and poet. He's best remembered for his short fiction featuring miners, gamblers, and other <laughs> rascally figures of the California gold rush. People, who, people are, who mine and I not under okay. children. <laughs> right, I was no. like, children are such rascals. <laughs> I can, okay, so I can hear Brett saying this one. Okay, you want to try again? Gamblers and other rascally figures of the California gold rush. It's a slight mm, accent. No, I wasn't Gamblers it and other rascally... Mm. No, <laughs> you were doing better on it the was, last episode. It was such a Brett sentence. It was. Well, again, mm, yeah. Gamblers <sighs> and other rascally figures of the California gold rush. Uh, Closer. <laughs> you know what it is? Brett speaks like a, he's very metered, but it's, also it's speaks like, a little like a roller coaster. Is it a pitch thing or a speed? Speed. Okay. But a little bit of a a little a little pitch. pitch goes with it. It's like a little, like a little, 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 little yeah. He was born in Albany, New York. His father was an Orthodox Jewish immigrant who flourished as a merchant, became one of the founders of the New York Stock Exchange. Oh, he, he, fancy! Fancy! Mm. What? Check out the Hart family. He was an avid reader as a boy. He published his first work at age eleven, a satirical poem titled titled "Autumn Musings," now lost. Good riddance. It's probably right. terrible. Yeah, I wrote poetry too at that age. Yeah, well, oh, doesn't I see. mean it now, was good. <laughs> now lost is commentary, not part of the title. No, now Aut- lost. Autumn musings. Oh, now, now lost. lost. No, it was commentary. <laughs> yes. In that case, sad. Yeah, real sad, sad. for eleven. Um, now lost to us. Mm. He didn't attract praise. He got ridicule from his family. Ugh. Same. He, I mean, Same. Duh. you were writing eleven-year-old poetry, did they you were think like, it was going to be good? They were like, "This is bad." That's embarrassing that you thought that. Such a shock was their ridicule to me that I wonder that I ever wrote another line of verse. His formal schooling ended when he was thirteen. 
He moves to California in 1853, unsuccessful attempt to make a living in the gold mining camps. He signed on as a messenger with Wells Fargo and co. He guarded treasure boxes on stagecoaches for a few months. Cool. That's cool. Can we do that? That sounds like fun. That Wells sounds like Fargo fun. Wagon is a mm-hmm. down the I don't know the song. The other word. Music Man. Oh, I don't know Music Man. Sorry. I think you're better off not knowing Music Man. What? I don't like Music Man. I don't need it. You liked Ant-Man and the Wasp, but you don't like Music Man? Yeah, I enjoy laughter. <laughs> I like to laugh. I think not. Shapoopy, that's it. Music Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I hate that. I do hate that song in it. I yeah, it's the worst number. Well, there we go. Okay. Shapoopy. Um, d- during his tenure as a teacher. Oh wait, so he gives up the guarding thing. He decides to become a schoolmaster at a school near Sonora. He's a teacher. He starts to publish short stories. He's like drawing from his experiences in the mining camps and frontier towns. He strikes up a friendship with Mark Twain. But oh. then. They had a bitter falling out. Mm. Mark Twain drags him, says his writing is insecure. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, that is such a mean a thing bitch. to say. That is a, the meanest what thing you can say bitch. about someone's writing. Because it's true of all writers. Me, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Oh, Claws out. God. Claws out. Totally. It's like, oh, wow, that's mean because it's true. Yeah, because everyone feels it. Wow. Twain. <sighs> Twain. You cunt. Oh, my God. Get this. Writing in his autobiography, Twain criticized the miner's dialect used by Hart, claiming it never existed outside of his imagination. What? He also tried to block Hart's appointment to the position of United States consul in the town of Creefield, Germany, writing, Hart is a liar, a thief, a swindler, a snob, a, sob, a sod, down. a sponge. Something happened. He called him a sponge. Yeah. <laughs> A sponge, a coward, that a Jeremy sponge. Diddler. A Jeremy Diddler! He is brimful of treachery to send How this brimful. to send this nasty creature to puke upon the American what? name in a foreign <laughs> land is too much. Mark Twain, ladies and gentlemen. Damn, wow, that's a drag. Claws away. Wow. Something happened. For Something serious sure. happened. Okay. You think they were so, together at some point? Maybe. This is like a, an ex-lover's hatred. For sure. Or uh, uh, you slept with somebody that, that I was could with. Also yeah. Hatred. Mm-hmm. After or, little- or he was like, you owe me $5. I'm not paying. You know I don't. You little sponge. <laughs> you sponge. You You Jeremy Diddler. You, you are a Jeremy Diddler if ever I saw a <laughs> Diddler is is that a uh, is uh, Diddler capitalized in that like is it that says a name? The name Jeremy Diddler? Okay, I was wondering if it was just like a one who diddles Jeremy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who Jeremy Diddler is. Neither I'm do looking I. It up. Yeah. Um, I, I want to know. Well, he criticized the whole miners' dialect. Does that mean we have Bret Hart to thank for the like? Um, the like old timey prospector. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, we're about well, to then, see. Fuck you, or, Twain. How dare you try to keep that from the world? Or what if we read it and we're like, "What the fuck are these people saying?" <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Oh but man, we I just never glanced. have gotten Will Ferrell's classic like ah oh, cinnamon and gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know the what? Would be worse off without that. Just uh, just let it go. Like just just let him do his thing. If he wants to write fake dialect, fine. Yeah, I mean, something happened between these guys. Absolutely. It, it can't yeah. possibly be all professional. Okay, Jeremy Diddler is a fictional character in James Kenney's 1803 farce, Raising the Wind. A needy, artful swindler, Jeremy Diddler has become a stock farce character, and the word diddle may be derived from him. Oh, my oh. God. Wow. 
Well, after maybe he tried to steal some of his writing. That could be it, too. Yeah. That could be it, too. After living the last quarter of his life in Europe, Hart died in 1902 in England of throat cancer. Mm, that's it. In the ring. In the ring. From it was just a coincidence. too much pee. Pee-pee? No, the word I can't say. <laughs> oh, you know that Michael Douglas thing? The Michael thing. Douglas thing, yeah. That he got gross throat Michael cancer from having from, too much oral sex. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. That's what he says. From, that uh, he ate too much puss puss? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then it gave him cancer. Uh-huh. That's what he said. You know what? If you're going to, whatever, just, I'll let I him do it. I was just talking about this with Mike because of Ant-Man. Right. That's why I, it's also <laughs> top of mind for me because of Ant-Man and Wasp. See, Wait, it's bringing why? us together uh, now. Wait, why? Uh, also driving us this, apart. Is there a lot of, like, is <laughs> there a lot keeping of- keeping us apart, spatially. Is mm-hmm. there is there a lot of um, eating- Eating Ant-Man? Eating it? It's too much. Tons. For my taste. That's why I did not <laughs> like it. I'm a real- Five stars from me. <laughs> Clutching my pearl. <laughs> oh my it used God. the P word at least 20 times too many, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to read this thing? Let's do it. I'm hot. Yeah, I'm hot too. Okay, so it's got four pages. Well, three and a half. So what do we do? Like uh, a page and like a, a little line each? Page and a little bit more. Great. What's three? Div- what's four divided by three? But one it's like, and one third. But it's like this. It's like barely. Oh, okay. So we'll just we'll do just each... like a page and like this. Okay. And then leave the rest for Patrick. For Patty. Mm-hmm. Patricia. What does your mom Patricia. call you, Pat? Pa. Oh, pa. oh yeah, Pa. It's got like a like a silent H at the end of it. Yeah. Pa. Pa. As Mr. John Oakhurst, a gambler, stepped into the main street of Poker Flat on the morning of the 23rd of November, 1850, he was conscious of a change in its moral atmosphere since the preceding night. Ooh. Two or three men conversing earnestly together, ceased as he approached and exchanged significant glances. Are you picturing two men or three men? Three. Okay. Great. I'll picture right? two. Also, you Wait, don't what? have to say two. Oh. Or, yeah, yeah. It's a two or, or three, three men. Miss the two or three Also, men. if it's that little of a number, you can just you pick one. You know how many it is. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, you know, when people lie about, like, uh, how many people they've had sex with? Um, <laughs> and um, there is... Uh, uh, in high school, there was this guy that was like, yeah, I'm totally like not a virgin. I'm, I've had sex like so many times. And then someone was like, how many times? And he was like, I don't know, like like three or four. And then we were like, well, you would know. You would know <laughs> the difference between three and four. You would know. Like, yeah. it, well, it depends on how far apart the incidences were. We're talking high school now, high right? High school. And like, yeah, well, like when, when, when did he start? 12? <laughs> <laughs> when did he start? As a child? As a baby? Like, as a, like yeah, because then you might forget. Uh, That's babies, all I'm saying. Babies fucking babies, man. Okay. How many partners you guys? <laughs> I don't know, like three or oh, four? Uh, I don't what know, like, like 13 or, or 14. <laughs> <laughs> now that's when you'd lose track. Right. Mm. Uh, there was a Sabbath lull in the air, which in a settlement unused to Sabbath influences looked Ooh. ominous. What does that mean? Not religious? Okay. That would be my guess too. That yeah. there's there's some sort of because he he mentioned a change in the moral atmosphere. Right. Earlier. So there's like a weird, creepy churchiness happening. Yeah. Or a lack of churchiness. But they're not accustomed no. to their name. It says there was a Sabbath lull in the air, which in a settlement unused to it looked ominous. Uh, okay. 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 We're there. We got this. We got it. Okay. Mr. Oakhurst's calm, handsome face betrayed mm. small concern in these indications. Okay. Whether he was conscious of any predisposing cause was another question. I reckon they're after somebody, he reflected. Likely it's me. 
He returned to his pocket the handkerchief with which he had been whipping away the red dust of poker flat from his neat boots and quietly discharged his mind of any further conjecture. Oh, I don't want to hear anything about discharging minds. You can just say you don't think about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Moist cookie. <laughs> <laughs> he discharged, oh, he, he oh, discharged of his, his mind boots. that moist cookie on his boots. In point of fact, Poker Flat was after somebody. It had lately suffered the loss of several thousand dollars, two valuable horses, and a prominent citizen. Stakes. Oh. These are the yeah, stakes. These are the stakes. Yeah. It was experiencing a spasm of virtuous reaction, quite oh. as lawless and ungovernable as any of the acts that had provoked it. A secret committee had determined to rid the town of all improper persons. Oh. This was done permanently in regard Which of. Hunts? Yeah. Two men who were then hanging from the bows of a <gasps> sycamore in the gulch. Mm. And temporarily in the banishment of certain other objectionable characters. I regret to say Women. that some of these were ladies. There you go. <gasps> I knew it. It is, but due to the sex, however, to state that their impropriety was professional. And it was hung prostitutes. No, they're not being hanged. They're banished. They're banished. Okay. Uh, Still, though, don't banish people for for, for being a sex worker. And it was only in such easily established standards of evil that Poker Flat ventured to sit in judgment. Mr. Oakhurst was right in supposing that he was included in this category. A few of the committee had urged hanging him as a possible example and a sure method of reimbursing themselves from his pockets of the sums he had won from them. So is Oakhurst a oh, prostitute? Oh. I don't know what's happening I think in this he's story. A gambler. He's a gambler. I, it's like mm. we really, with so but many of these stories, flats. why do they throw us in the deep end? Yeah. So he's, I see. So he's one of the unwanted. Yeah. Okay. But it, what I think is happening, and it's funny because when I listen back to these episodes, it's always like so clear to me what the story <laughs> is. But when I'm listening to it here and now, I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. But I think it's like a, like a They're cleaning Deadwood, up the town. lawless mm-hmm. town, mm. but because some real shit went down, they're like, fuck it, we're expelling yeah. everyone. And it's like, well, you're a gambling town, so what's this about? And they're like, shut up. Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe. It's again justice, said Jim Wheeler, to let this year young man from Roaring Camp, an entire stranger, carry away our money. But a crude sentiment of equity residing in the breasts of those who had been fortunate enough to win from Mr. Oakhurst overruled this narrower local prejudice. Okay, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mr. Oakhurst received his sentence with philosophic calmness, nonetheless coolly that he was aware of the hesitation of his judges. He was too much of a gambler not to accept fate. With him, life was at best an uncertain game, and he recognized the usual percentage in favor of the dealer. All right, this guy's like, hey, do I hate the player, hate the game? <laughs> <laughs> Does he consider himself he's also like the, the dealer? house always wins? Yeah, he, er, I think so. Yeah, he's a well, no, he's a gambler. He he's too much of a gambler when was not to accept fate. Wait, so that means okay, if you're too much of a gambler, not, not to, accept, to fate, accept fate, it means, means you, you do, do accept, accept fate, it. right? And because you know that you life is unfair, not, not accept fate. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm, this guy sounds this great guy's to me so far. Language yeah. does not flow. No. A body of armed men accompanied the deported wickedness wickedness of Poker Flat to the outskirts of the settlement. Besides Mr. Oakhurst, who was known to be a coolly desperate man and for whose intimidation the armed escort was intended, the expatriated party consisted of a young woman familiarly known as the Duchess. His language is... It's real rough. So dense. Another... I'm in like a thicket of, of like 
pretentious mm-hmm. trying. Yeah, I Some get would the say Twain insecure, thing now. Yeah. Yeah, Some say, you know what? Yeah, I think insecure. we're team Twain. Mm-hmm. Another, that happened so quickly. <laughs> yeah, we turned. I mean, it's like three paragraphs. Um, who had won the title of Mother Shipton and Uncle Billy, a suspected sluice robber and confirmed drunkard. Mm, sluice robber. Nice. What yeah. are you robbing a sluice? What are you robbing a sluice? What, what, what is What's a sluice? sluice? I don't know. I just liked the sound sluice, of it. Sluice, ru- is a oh, sluice, 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 John B. Oh wait, like the okay, that's right, that's right. I'm so gonna bet boat? what it is. Yeah. I think I know what it is. Okay, a sluice. <laughs> I think is like when you're um like panning for gold, maybe. Oh, maybe. I'm gonna guess. Mm. I'm gonna guess. What is a sluice? So, oh yeah, it could be those like gold panning pans. Okay, this was published 1869. Oh. He was only two years old when he wrote this, according to your guess. That's I stand by my guess. <laughs> Do you guys want to know? Okay, so <laughs> when we reversed I thought it. it was sixty-seven. Hold on. So I typed in what is a sluice. I accidentally clicked what is sluice room. Do you guys want to know what a sluice room is? Yes, oh, yeah. please. It's where disposables such as incontinence pads and bedpans are dealt with. Oh. It is a well-planned and properly equipped sluice room is a cornerstone of hygiene and freedom from cross infections. In what year? <laughs> I think this is like now. What is... You have a diaper room? You have like an entire diaper room? And people are robbing it? <laughs> oh, fuck yes. I was right. Sluice robber. One way of separating gold from the gravel and sand in which it is found is to put the mixture into a slanting trough mm-hmm. called a sluice mm-hmm. through which water is run. There's oh, gold thieves. Fourth grade learning about California history really did help. Hell yeah. I shouldn't have learned about Wisconsin history. Yeah, you look you, like an idiot. It's not idiot. helping me at all Nobody now. Nobody gives a shit about Wisconsin history. What did you history? study in the fourth grade then? About the woods? Yeah, a, a lot of uh, Native American names that we oh. pronounce with like long German accents. Great. What was yours? Kenosha. Oh, my Native American name in my oh. studies in fourth grade was... Moonchild, <laughs> great. I don't was we didn't we didn't take names. That was that was just the name of my yeah, town was no. Kenosha, right? Because you had uh, boundaries, actual, yeah, like, oh no, yes, yeah. Actual, actual culture of Native Americans. As um, opposed do you want to hear like, Micah's? That's it's really cute, and he'd be so embarrassed if, if the world knew. And now I'm going to tell you guys. Uh huh. Let's hear it. His um because they did uh what's that thing? It's not Boy Scouts, but it's like like. They call it like something guides or something like Native American guides or something. Mm. Anyway, he did this thing in, in Chicago and um, his name and he's like, it was not great that we did that. But his name was Little Orange Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Little Orange Pumpkin. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, it was like a super white idea of yeah. what yeah. Native American names were. Yeah. Well, aren't all the all, all scouting groups like just like take over Native American culture, basically right? Racist. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, ba- hashtag yeah. basically racist. Mm-hmm. Hashtag basic racist. <laughs> Don't be a basic grace. Okay. Just. So, sluice, sluice robber. robber. Sluice robber. <laughs> he's just like down at the end of the ramp with like a sack. Yeah, he's, he's just going to take, gold. Capture, capture the gold. Uh, the cavalcade provoked no comments from the spectators, nor was any word uttered by the escort. Only when the gulch which marked the uttermost limit of Poker Flat was reached, the leader spoke briefly and to the point. I'm like, this fucking story, am I right? You are right. The exiles were forbidden to return at the peril of their lives. Sure. As the escort disappeared, the pent-up feelings found vent in a few hysterical tears from the Duchess, some bad language from Mother Shipton, and a Parthian volley of expletives from Uncle Billy. They kicked out a Duchess? No, she's, she's just known name. as the Duchess. That's her name. Although okay. I thought she was named as Mother Shipton. Mother Shipton is a, is different, a different woman. Person? Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. 
The philosophic Oakhurst alone remained silent. He listened calmly to Mother Shipton's desire to cut somebody's heart out. To the repeated statements... <laughs> yeah, Mother yeah. Shipton. Yeah. Why don't we hear that? Bold. Oof. To what? the repeated statements of the Duchess that she would die in the road. And to the alarming oaths that seemed to be bumped out of Uncle Billy as he rode forward. With the easy good humor of characteristic of his class, he insisted upon exchanging his own riding horse. Five spot. For the sorry mule which the Duchess rode. But even this act did not draw the party into any closer sympathy. The young woman readjusted her somewhat draggled plumes with a feeble, faded coquetry. Coquetry. Probably coquetry. Coquetry. Mother Shipton eyed the possessor of Five Spot with malevolence. And Uncle Billy included the whole party in one sweeping anathema. I'm not making jokes because I don't know what the fuck this story is yet. So they've all been banished. Sure. And they're being led out of town. And they're pissed. Well, the problem now is that I do understand what's going on and... And nothing, nothing else is, is going, going on. on. Yeah. 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 But we've got an anathema going on. Yeah. Yeah. By That's Uncle okay. Billy. The road to Sandy Bar, a camp that not having as yet experienced the regenerating influences of Poker Flat, consequently seemed to offer some Im- invitation to the emigrants, lay over a steep mountain range. It was distant a day's severe travel. In that advanced season, the party soon passed out of the moist, temperate regions yeah. of the foothills. Moist cookie. Into the dry, cold, mm. bracing air of the Sierras. The trail was narrow and difficult. At noon, the Duchess, rolling out of her saddle upon the ground, declared her intention of going no farther, and the party halted. The spot was singularly wild and impressive. A wooded amphitheater surrounded on three sides by precipitous I take that again. A wooded mm-hmm. amphitheater surrounded on three sides by precipitous cliffs of naked granite sloped gently towards the crest of another precipice that overlooked the valley. I'll tell you what, if they stop here and put on a show. Hilarious. Then I'm I'm all in. Hilarious. Then, I would then love I that. want this story. Hell yeah. They want to save the amphitheater. Hell yeah. They just need to put on one great they show. They just need to get $200 and then <laughs> they can buy the theater. It was undoubtedly the most suitable spot for a camp had camping been advisable. But Mr. Oakhurst knew that scarcely half the journey to Sandy Bar was accomplished, and the party were not equipped or provisioned for the delay. This fact he pointed out to his companions curtly, with a philosophic commentary on the folly of throwing up their hand before the game was played out. Everyone's like, we got it, you're a gambler. <laughs> also, it's like, what many- are you, a My Little Pony, where you just <laughs> have, like, gambler stamps yeah. on your butt, and that's all you talk about? Yeah. Well, he's either always a gambler or always philosophic. I believe that's the third time he's been described as philosophic. Yeah, true. Always a gambler, never a bride. Mm. Mm, so sad. But they were furnished with liquor, which in this emergency stood them in the place of food, fuel, rest, and prescience. In spite of his remonstrances, it was not long (laughs) before they were more or less under its influence. Uncle Billy passed rapidly from a bellicose state into one of stupor. The Duchess became maudlin, and Mother Shipton snored. Mr. Oakhurst alone remained erect, sitting on a rock. Nice. Mm. Nice. He had a big old boner. He just just kept it up. He just kept it up all night. remained. Remained. (laughs) It just remained erect. I'm going to use that. Nevertheless, <laughs> he I remained. am remaining erect. <laughs> <laughs> Leaning against a rock, calmly surveying them. Mr. Oakers did not drink. It interfered with a profession which required coolness. Isn't he the one who pulled the liquor out? I think he wanted to make them drunk. 
I don't sneaky like this guy. Pete. He's have sneaky. A, have a drink with your friends. Yeah. These are your friends now, by the way. This is your family now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, we're not friends. We're family. I mean, that guy's Uncle Billy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And you've got a mother shipped in. Yeah. There you go. Everybody's family. Plus, you all have to go ruin this new town together. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's what's happening, that they're being sent to another I town. I still don't ruin. understand why they got kicked out. Because they're non, they don't, they're, they're unmentionables. <laughs> they're unsavory folk. Uh-huh. That's the word. Um, as he gazed, as he gazed at his recumbent fellow exiles, the loneliness begotten of his pariah trade, his habits of life, his very vices, for the first time, it seriously oppressed him. He bestirred himself in dusting his black clothes, washing his hands and face, and other acts characteristic bestirred of his. Bestirred himself, just yeah, just just leave words. the erection alone. <laughs> it doesn't have to keep remaining. <laughs> it remained. This is this is his re- erection remain still. <laughs> Hashtag the remain. <laughs> Remains of the day. <laughs> And other acts characteristic of his studiously neat habits, and for a moment forgot his annoyance. The thought of deserting his weaker and more pitiable companions never perhaps occurred to him. Oh, what a nice man. Nice. Yet he could not help feeling the want of that excitement which, singularly enough, was most conducive to that calm equanimity for which he was notorious. He looked at the gloomy walls that he rose. Is notoriously notorious. even mm-hmm. of temperament. Yep, just ever oh. just like Famous for it. Just people are always talking about like, it. Oh, he is notorious for being... Just so even keeled. Even keeled. <laughs> he looked at the gloomy walls that rose a thousand feet sheer above the circling pines around him, at the sky, ominously clouded, at the valley below, already deepening into shadow. And doing so, suddenly, he heard his own name called. A horseman slowly ascended the trail. In the fresh, open face of the newcomer, Mr. Oakhurst recognized Tom Simpson, otherwise known as the innocent of Sandy Barr. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I'm imagining this as a horse man, like a man yeah. who is half man and half horse. Oh, hello. <laughs> a centaur. I, I am certain that we will be presented with evidence to the contrary, <laughs> but, but he now, will be a centaur. We'll let you have your fun. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he had met him some months before over a little game and had, with perfect equanimity, Equanimity. Yeah. Philosophic equanimity. He's notorious for it. Won the entire fortune, amounting to some $40 of that guileless youth. After the game was finished, Mr. Oakhurst drew the youthful speculator. <laughs> speculator? Speculum. That's an old-timey word for uh, centaur. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Behind the door and thus addressed him. Tommy, you're a good little man, but you can't gamble worth a cent. Don't try it over again. Okay. Rude. But, you won. How just is that just the let first it... thing you say to him when you see him again. You say hi. Yeah. Hi. Like, oh, hi, Tom. What's going on? He then handed him his money back, pushed him gently from the room, and so made a devoted slave of Tom Simpson. Oh, this is this is still, part of the this flashback. is after the experience. Jesus Christ, this story. <clears throat> Let's do it. We got it. We, we got can this. Do this. We can do this. There was a remembrance of this in his boyish and enthusiastic greeting of Mister Oakhurst. He had started, he said, to go to Poker Flat to seek his fortune. Alone? No, not exactly alone. In fact, <laughs> a giggle. He had Ooh. run and it said a giggle you know, in but, parentheses. Uh, centaurs, <laughs> in fact, centaurs giggle a lot. They do. It's they true. do. I, are, Still are no they, evidence that he's not a fairies? centaur. I think so. I think or they're- fairy adjacent? Uh, yeah, like um, like uh, nymph-type creatures. I, I, would, I would believe that. I refuse. <laughs> well, they are certainly magical like fairies, yes. Oh, they're magical okay. in the magic true, family. True, true, true. Enchanted. No, Ow. not a. <laughs> there goes that water bottle again. Oh, some water bottle. Sluice. 
No, not exactly alone. In fact, Teehee, he had run away with Piney Woods. Teehee. Didn't Mr. Oak, it was a giggle. Tom Simpson. Didn't Mr. Oakhurst remember Piney? She had Piney. She had (laughs) used to wait on the table at the temperance house. They had been engaged a long time, but old Jake Woods had objected. So they had run away. Who's Jake Woods? I'm sorry. Wait, Piney was a temperance house. Piney was a girl. She was a waitress. She was engaged to whom? Um, Tom, Tom the Simpson. Innocent. Tom okay. the Innocent okay. Simpson. Okay. And Temperance House, is that someone's name or is no, that I a think place it's where they're... A, okay. yeah, She's it's, a waitress at a hotel. Got it. Hotel. And then someone named Jake Woods was having none oh, of it. He, he, well, Jake, he's... Fucking Jake. Jake. Classic Jake. Jake is um is a, a fawn. Wait, no. He's a satyr. Sure. Sure. Playing so, a little flute mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, and he doesn't, they always get in other people's business. That's their thing. So it is written, so it is done. But old Jake Woods had objected, and so they had run away and were going to poker flat to be married. And here they were, and they were tired out, and how lucky it was they had found a place to camp in company. All this the innocent delivered rapidly, while Piney, a stout, comely damsel of 15, emerged behind the pine tree <laughs> where she had been how blushing unseen. Uh, These stories are about minors. He's a young man, though. <laughs> it just said he was young. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't say how old he is. He's a guileless youth, though. Okay, let's he is an innocent. Yeah, let's assume that yeah. it's not innocent. so bad. Where yeah. she had been blushing unseen and rode to the side of her lover. Mr. Oakhurst seldom troubled himself with sentiment, still less with propriety. But he had a vague idea that the situation was not fortunate. Oh, hmm. He retained, however, his presence of mind sufficiently to kick Uncle Billy, who was about to say something. And Uncle Billy was sober enough to recognize in Mr. Oakhurst's kick a superior power that would not bear trifling. <laughs> okay. That is I, so, it's too much. It's, it's, it's too, too many. It's oh too my much. God. The subtext Twain is, is right. Out of control. Yeah, yes. I know. You know. So not, he, he kicks Uncle not. Billy to like send him a message, but also kicks him hard enough to demonstrate that he's like well, got like, really strong legs. He's like, I think, kicking him awake, I think. Okay. And it's like, well, he kicked him hard enough that Uncle Billy knew he meant business, kind of a thing. That's like, not you, how you better kick wake someone up. Awake. I think you could just like shake someone awake and be like, you got to wake up. Oh, boy. He then endeavored to dissuade Tom Simpson from delaying further, but in vain. He even pointed out the fact that there was no provision nor means of making a camp. But unluckily, the innocent met this objection by assuring the party that he was provided with an extra mule loaded with provisions, and by the discovery of a rude attempt at a log house near the trail. Piney can say with, stay with Mrs. Oakhurst, said the innocent, pointing to the Duchess, and I can shift for myself. Wait, so he just followed, um... Oakhurst? No. It, oh. I think they just happened upon each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they're in like a, they're like, in a place that's perfect for camping. He's so. from Sandy he Bar. Camping. They're on their way to poker okay. flats. So they may be going opposite we directions. We need to camp. Mm-hmm. Here we be. Oh, good. You guys are here. And she can stay with who he thinks is his wife, mm-hmm. but actually it's the Duchess. Right. And like, I'll just camp over here. And then boom. He doesn't even realize they're exiled. Yeah, I exactly. see, I see, I see, I see. Oh, boy. Piney can stay with Mrs. Oakhurst, said the innocent, pointing to the Duchess, and I can shift for myself. Nothing but Mr. Oakhurst's admonishing foot saved Uncle Billy from bursting into a roar of laughter. 
As it was, he felt compelled to retire up the canyon until he could recover his gravity. There he confided the joke to the tall pine trees with many slaps of his leg, contortions of his face, and the usual profanity. But when he returned to the party, he found them seated by a fire, for the air had grown strangely chill and the sky overcast, an apparently amicable conversation. So Uncle Billy Uncle Billy's gets kicked, so, starts laughing. Well, he thinks it's hilarious yeah. that Tom Simpson thought that the Duchess, the Duchess. was... Mrs. Oakhurst. Yeah. And, and he maybe thought it was so funny. Right. And he's like, that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm going to go tell some pine trees about this. Do you think the pine trees like that? No. I think they cracked up. Yeah. You think they, they're really yeah, into it? Yeah, they're shitty. Oh. Oh. See, I felt like they were like, we're, we already saw it. You don't have to tell us. I don't think they did. He had to go up oh, a ways. Yeah, he, he went um, a ways. Yeah. He didn't go to the local mm-hmm. pine trees. Yeah. He, he, he felt compelled to retire up the canyon until uh-huh. he could recover his gravity. Uh, so he's this scaling a so, cliff wall. Oh my God. This so is not is, good writing. So he is literally like, he's laughing so hard. He's like falling over. He's like, I have to like climb up this mountain. To, like, yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, excuse me a moment. I'm going to walk up a hill. You're too much. And he's so too I much. can stop laughing. Stop. But the uh, writing It's is not that funny too. Woof. Oh, Okay. Oh, Piney was actually talking in an impulsive girlish fashion. Well, she's a girl. She's 15. The Duchess, who was listening with an interest in animation she had not shown for many days. The Innocent was holding forth, apparently, with equal effect to Mr. Oakhurst and Mother Shipton, who was actually relaxing into amiability. Is this your damn... Is this your a D-D picnic? Damned, uh, I think they maybe uh, damned. Oh. He is this your censor we're, we're censored here? Damned picnic, said Uncle Billy with inward scorn as he surveyed the sylvan group, Man, the glancing this... firelight, and the tethered animals in the foreground. Uncle Billy's got all the zingers. I know, yeah. I know. Classic Uncle Billy. Damn picnic. It was apparently. Wait. Suddenly, an idea mingled with the alcoholic fumes that disturbed his brain. It was apparently of a jocular nature, for he built. <laughs> Jesus Christ, where he felt impelled to slap his leg again and cram his fist into his mouth. What is he, a cartoon? He is a cartoon. This is an old time. Ram oh his fist God. into his mouth? Yeah. He did the like, like, Hair. like a biting yeah. on like his he's a stooge. Finger. Like he's a stooge. Yeah, I hate this. I yeah. do not like this. It's is badly written bad. and really I don't this. know. It's stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As the shadows crept slowly up the mountain, a slight breeze rocked the tops of the pine trees and moaned through their long and gloomy aisles. The ruined cabin, patched and covered with with pine boughs, was set apart for the ladies. As the lovers parted, they unaffectedly exchanged a kiss, so honest and sincere that it might have been heard above the swaying pines. Heard? (laughs) Yeah, I guess it was like such a... It like smacked throughout the canyon. The frail duchess and the malevolent mother Shipton were probably just, like too that. stunned. Have, have you known loud kissers before? What, what kind of, wait, like so what people, kind of loud? People like, in your, in like, your lives, like when, when, when they they're go, kissing in the other room, like, like you can hear it. Oh yeah. It's when, when people have to, like they're, they don't have control over their mouth. It's usually if you're like younger, right? Yeah. I th- well, I've heard like older people do it. I, I had a oh, roommate in Chicago. they don't have their teeth in. Yeah. Um. Oh. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Throwing a little ageism in there. I like that. Yeah, that yeah fuck on people. <laughs> fuck you, you old. <laughs> Dumb non-teeth. I had a roommate in Chicago. He and his uh, girlfriend, they are now married. 
Um, but they were so loud when they kissed. Well, I'm glad they're married now, though. Right. So now, <laughs> now they can do in the privacy of their own home. <laughs> well, you shouldn't as kiss before marriage. Now. You shouldn't kiss before marriage. I'm glad you should you wait. Told us. Not audibly, anyway. I in high school, I knew a girl who was going to save her kiss for her for marriage. No. Yeah. Wow. I'm guessing she, she failed. Yeah, she failed spectacularly. Yeah. And I remember, like, it was made it? guys like really like they were like, I want. I'm gonna get that kiss. Wow, that's some real classic, like '50s. Yeah, I want to be the one to pop the cherry thing. Do you think if you were doing the like saving your kiss for you know your first kiss to get married that you would do like hand stuff and like fool around people otherwise? Yeah, I think you like. like, I think you like let someone shit on you, but you yeah, yeah, (laughs) spread it around like a cookie on your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Girls and boys who are religious and saving themselves for marriage have anal. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's it's not the hymen's intact, but Uh that that boo holes wide open. Yep. Um, Um, I don't think it bodes well for our opinion of this story that we have stopped telling it. Are in our talking about other stuff. I know. This is the most off. Okay, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I'm hot. Saddlebacking, I believe, is what Dan Savage calls that. Is when you go go in the the boo? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Specifically to 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 avoid avoid. losing the virginity. Mm -hmm. Saddlebacking, that's very funny. As the chef... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The frail duchess and the malevolent mother Shipton. How is she malevolent? What is her story? We if don't I know. don't know these people's yeah. stories, I don't understand why it's so fucking funny that they thought the Duchess was fuck, fucking. Well, I think he's hard. just a tree like joke. He yeah, wouldn't get it. He really yeah. should have stayed with his strength, which is wrestling. <laughs> blah blah blah. Malevolent Mother Shipton were probably too stunned to remark upon this last evidence of simplicity, and so turned without a word to the hut. The fire was replenished, the men lay down before the door, and in a few minutes were asleep. Mr. Oakhurst was a light sleeper. Toward morning, he awoke benumbed and cold. As he stirred the dying fire, the wind, which was now blowing strongly. Numb also works. Yeah, you can just say numb. (laughs) He was numb from the cold. Oh, yeah. He is like, he's trying so hard. Yeah. So insecure. You know, I get why. You know what? This I, is a first pass. I think right? nothing happened between Mark he Twain and him. Read he this read this story. and he was like, <laughs> How dare you let him represent the United States? Yeah. Do not send this man in an official capacity. <laughs> He's a monster. To Germany. He is a monster. People who write badly are monsters. That's <laughs> true. That tracks. As he stirred the dying fire, the wind, which was now blowing strongly, brought to his cheek that which caused the blood to leave it. Snow. Wait, seriously? Yes. That which brought. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. As, I just want to repeat. Yeah, it. go go Can back. Can you do it again? As he stirred the dying fire, the wind, mm-hmm. which was now blowing strongly, mm-hmm. brought to his cheek that which caused the blood to leave it. Dash. Snow! Exclamation mark. The blood I... leaves the wind. No, no, my it's God. the snow cheek. Snow came to his cheek, and, and it, it was made so him cold. like. This blood went away it from brought, his... But blood come... Your cheeks get red when it's no, cold. No, so it was like the wind like pushed his face so hard. I don't think that's what that He just got like, like knocked over. The, the, that the blood He's like, got pushed no. away. No, like, it's not Okay, it like look no. at my finger. He just I'm doesn't gonna know how cold it it Yeah, show, show me on your See finger. Show me on white. your finger. How, yeah. See that? The, that's the wind. <laughs> Snow! 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 
Okay, now I get it. <laughs> you get it. He started to his feet with the intention of awakening the sleepers, for there was no time to lose. Awaken the sleepers! But Sorry. turning to where Uncle Billy... <laughs> Sorry. I'm really hot right now. I don't also, feel well. we're all really bored. Yeah. yeah. This is incredibly boring. Oh, boy. But turning to where Uncle Billy had been lying, he found him gone. A suspicion leaped, leapt to his brain. He's and telling curse- jokes to trees. Yeah, he's just in the trees. <laughs> No, he stole something from the lovers. Oh, a suspicion shit. left to his a brain kiss. and a curse to his lips. <laughs> a loud <laughs> he kiss. Stole, he stole <laughs> a chaste <laughs> but noisy kiss. Oh, God. And she went, no, he stole my chaste <laughs> kiss. <laughs> he ran to the spot where the mules had been tethered. They were no longer there. Oh, the shit. tracks were already rapidly disappearing in the snow. Oh, fuck. Oh, boy. The momentary excitement brought Mr. Oakhurst back to the fire with his usual calm. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. The excitement yeah. brought, brought him back, back to the with fire. His with notorious his... calm. Right. Oh my God. He, okay. So something so he, he was at sub calmed calm? him. No, he was he, he was, was energetic and he was like, Oh no, where's Uncle Billy? Oh fuck, everything's gone. Oh, the excitement has Made me so very calm. Okay. All right. Very okay. even keel. Okay. Oh. oh, Brett. Brett. Hart and, and Boehm. Yeah. To both, oh, I brandish okay. my fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did not waken the sleepers. The innocent slumbered peacefully with a smile on his good-humored, freckled face. The virgin, Piney, slept beside her frailer sisters as sweetly She's as still though. a virgin? Mm-hmm. He didn't. He they didn't. had that chaste kiss. Yeah, but like they're There's, married. They no, should be They're not fucking. married. They're going to Poker oh. Flats to marry. I thought you were going to say they're going. They're going like, to poker? Yeah, poker. <laughs> <laughs> Would that this story were that interesting. <laughs> okay. Sweetly as though attended by celestial gardens. Gardens, sorry, guardians. And Mr. Oakhurst, drawing his blanket over his shoulders, stroked his mustaches and waited for the dawn. What? Hold on. <laughs> he has multiple. He has multiple. This keeps them in the binder. He's got stash on stash on stash on stash. <laughs> yeah, he mm, just like gets mm, them out and mm, is just stroking mm. them in his little binder. Never stop Should stroking stashes. <laughs> I'm picturing it like a like a Yu-Gi-Oh card binder. Yes, that's what but I'm saying like too. With, with mustaches inside. I'm um I'd just like to interject with since we can't yell at Brett, I'd just like to say that Janari's over there illustrating. I, who is he drawing? He's, is he drawing is he drawing no, one of drawing us? Oh, he's drawing. Unique. Oh, what a wow. unique wow, beautiful work. Just he could use more mustaches though. He's mustaches. Such a talented young man. What a talent. I mean, honestly, we are here witnessing true art mm-hmm. being made. Birthed well, before birthed. us. Birthed. Well, well, we're reading over here. This dribble. This fucking this Jeremy fucking dribble. There Ooh, burn. Has, it, we are ha- like halfway, halfway through halfway. this shit. Oh, my God. And I only now has I something truly happened. Cannot, I cannot. I cannot. With you, Brett. Everything that we've just so, done. Brett's. We have to Brett's. do it again. All, we're halfway all done. Brett's are Brett's. on notice. Yeah, every time we read a sentence, we're like, okay, let's unpack this. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's go. Let's get through right. this. Let's get through all this. Right. We don't have a ton of time. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. Where did? Okay, he was stroking his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. His mustache is slowly in a whirling mist of snowflakes that dazzled and confused the eye. Nice. What could be seen of the landscape appeared magically changed. He looked over the valley and summoned the, up the present and future in two words. Snowden! 
careful inventory of the pre- Snowden, provisions. Is that what Snowden. You said? Uh, Snowden. Snowden. So it brought forth Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden. It, okay. So some he looked over the valley. Yeah. Oh. Summed up the present and future in two words. <laughs> Snowden. Oh, okay. There we go. That is so I hate that. I know. Summed what? up the present. All right, and you guys, we have to I, get we have to keep going. This. We have to go. It is already eight twenty. Okay, we let's have another oh guest coming in forty minutes. Let's go. Let's go. We have to do it. This we have is going to take us hours to we'll get do it. through. We'll, if we'll we keep going. I don't know that we're going to make it. Like I, I think know. we might die think, of heat exhaustion and no, delirium. The funniest outcome that we can't finish is that we're like. Brett, we can't. We couldn't finish it. There wasn't time. Okay. We had to unpack every sentence. Let's go. I'm so hot. Okay. A careful inventory of the provisions, which fortunately for the party had been stored within the hut, and so escaped the felonious fingers of Uncle Billy. Oh my God! Disclosed the fact that with care and prudence they might last ten days longer. That is, said Mister Oakhurst, sotto voice, sotto sotto voce, sotto voce, sotto voce to the innocent. Mm-hmm. If you're willing cool. to, what a fucking pretentious little, little Jeremy Diddler. Yeah. For some occult reason, Mr. Oakhurst could not bring himself to disclose Uncle Billy's rascality and so offered the hypothesis that he had wandered from the camp and had accidentally stampeded the animals. Occult used to mean strange. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Um, okay, so, I thought he was just being a dick again. No, no. Okay. So he, we're making excuses for... Uncle Billy. He's like, point? for some reason, I don't want to tell people. So I'm just going to say that he lion kinged himself. He went full Mufasa. That's mm-hmm. right. And there was a and there was a stampede, stampede. of wildebeests. Yes, wildebeests. Mm-hmm. I was going to say antelope, and I was like, that's not. No, it's no that's not big enough. <sighs> he dropped a warning to the Duchess and Mother Shipton, who of course knew the facts of their associate's defection. Almost a defecation. They'll <laughs> nice. find out the truth about us all when they find out anything, he added significantly. And there's no good frightening them now. Tom Simpson was not only put all his worldly store at the disposal of Mr. Oakhurst, but seemed to enjoy the prospect of their enforced seclusion. We'll have a good camp for a week, and then the snow will melt, and we'll all go back together. Go back where? To the town? They're not allowed Poker there anymore. Flat. They don't, but they don't know this know information. That. Oh, this and is innocent. innocent. This I'm is sorry. Innocent I can't Tom. keep track of who's talking. Okay. okay. I'm going to try innocent. to distinguish more with voices. No, sure. I'm, okay. It's mostly the heat. I know. The cheerful gaiety of the young man and Mr. Mm. Oakert's calm infected the others. The innocent, with the aid of pine boughs, extemporized a thatch for the roofless cabin and the Oh my God. And the Duchess directed Piney in the rearrangement of the interior with a taste and tact that opened the blue eyes of that provincial maiden to their fullest extent. Ugh. Oh my God. I reckon now you're used to find things at Poker Flat, said Piney. The Duchess turned away sharply to conceal something that reddened her cheeks, though it's profession through its professional tint. Oh yeah, she a hoe. Yeah. Mm. And Mother Shipton requested Piney not to chatter. But when Mr. Oakhurst returned from a naturally, from a weary search for the trail, he heard the sound of happy laughter echoed from the rocks. He stopped in some alarm, and his thoughts first naturally reverted to the whiskey, which he had prudently cached. And yet it don't somehow sound like whiskey, said the gambler. It was not until he caught sight of the blazing fire through the still-blinding storm and the group around it, that he settled to the conviction that it was square fun. Huh? All right. He's like, wow, are they drunk? He thought they were nope, drinking. They're, no, just, they're just fucking bored. Yeah. Okay. Whether Mr. Oakhurst had cached his cards with the whiskey as something to bard the free. What? 
How does this lead? So, okay. No, that's the first Talking question. a lot about cachet. Right, so he had blah, blah, hidden blah, away the whiskey. Fun. Yeah. Whether Mr. Oakhurst had cached his cards with the whiskey as something debarred the free access of the community, I cannot say. Who is I all of a sudden? Oh, no. Who is this narrator? Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. And it was I. I just The spirit in. of the snow. <laughs> if you start the story that way, sure. But you can't just no, I'll, throw you can't, in an eye. On page three of your four page, you three and a half page throw story. You in Yeah. You can't. Good Lord. You can't introduce I. Okay. Oh, boy. It was certain that in Mother Shipton's words, he didn't, he didn't say cards once. During that evening, that was in quotes. Happily, the time was beguiled by an accordion. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. <laughs> so they played some accordion? Happily, the time was beguiled by an accordion produced somewhat ostentatiously by Tom Simpson from his pack. An accordion was just in his backpack. And was then produced ostentatiously. ostentatiously. So he gets it out and is like, Speaking of ostentatious. <laughs> Jesus. I know this Christ. writing is ostentatious. It's a little purple in my right. Notwithstanding some difficulties attending the manipulation of this instrument. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't. This is. Tom can't play the which, damn instrument. Which were deftly operated by his. his Ten digits. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. It's tiring. I mean, honestly, is, I bet it's like 60 degrees in here and we it just is, feel like right. it's hot. I, I might say it is obfuscating <laughs> the true, uh, like, heft of the story, tis not. Ugh. Oh, my God. Fuck you, How dare. How dare. How dare indeed. Oh, boy. But the crowning festivity of the evening was reached in a rude camp meeting hymn which the lovers, joining hands, sang with great earnestness earnestness and vociferation. <sighs> oh, my God. You, vociferation? Are you kidding me? I don't know. This is true. This, Mark, <laughs> it is Twain. Yeah. Mark Twain was dead right. He was right. speaking truth. Dead right. I can't. We truth should have heeded his mediocrity. warning. I know. <laughs> we just thought he was mean. To mediocrity. This is awful. I, will, I take back everything I said about Mark I Twain. If I found out that this guy was up for an official government position. Yeah, yes. I would do yes. everything I, would I could. Do everything in my power to keep it from happening. Yeah. Awful. Here we go. Okay. I think Twain gave him notes and then Brett flipped the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, like you're just jealous of my vocabulary. Guess what? Guess what? I hmm. bet maybe at a party, Brett tried to give Mark Holy notes. shit. Yeah. And yep. he was like, let me read what you've done. And then he's like, what in the shit? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Oh my God. Oh boy. Ugh. I fear that a certain defiant tone and covenanter swing to its chorus, rather than any devotional quality, caused it speedily to infect the others, who at last joined in the refrain. I don't know how this goes, so I'm proud to live in the service of the Lord, and I'm bound to die in his army. I'm proud to, to live, live in the service of the Lord, and I die in his bounty. And nope. I know I'm free. And I know I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is Patrick's Am story. I going? God. Good luck. Damn it. The pines rocked. The storm eddied and whirled above the miserable group. 
and the flames of their altar leaped heavenward as if a token of the vow. Okay. Uh, whatever. <clears throat> so every, uh, the forest loves it. Forest fucking loves it. Forest is joining in. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. At midnight, the storm abated. So we are now back in nighttime. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the the clouds uh, the rolling clouds parted and the stars glittered keenly above the sleeping camp. Mister Oakhurst, whose professional habits had enabled him to live with the smallest possible amount of sleep, in dividing the watch uh, in dividing the watch with Tom Simpson, somehow managed to take upon himself the greater part of the duty. He excused himself to I be innocent. I don't know who this guy is apart from being calm. Yeah, he's just calm. He's he a doesn't gambler. Need a sleep. He's a philosopher. Mm -hmm. He's calm. He excused himself to the innocent by saying that he had, quote, often been weak without sleep. Doing what? Asked Tom. Poker, replied Oakers. <laughs> Centeniously? Okay. You don't have to oh say that. God. You don't have to say that. You, you no one asked say, you to say you that. You could just say, okay. No one asked you to phrase it that you way. You can say, oh. No. When a man gets a streak of luck, he don't get tired. The luck gives him, the luck gives in first. Luck, he continued, the or continued the gambler reflectively, is a mighty queer thing. All you know about it for certain is that it's bound to change, and it's finding out when it's good, when it's going to change that makes you. Okay. <laughs> okay. We've, this is impossible. This is impossible. <laughs> We've had a streak of bad luck since we left Poker Flat. Y you came along, and you get slapped into it, and you get slapped into it too. If you can hold your cards right, uh, right along, you're all right. For added the gambler with cheerful irre irreverence. I'm proud to live in the service of the Lord, and I'm bound to die in his army. Wait. I, wait. I don't know. I think he's teasing him for being religious. Yeah, I, I think he is. care. <laughs> the third day came, and the sun, looking through the white-curtained valley, saw the outcasts divide their slowly decreasing store of provisions for the morning, si for the morning meal. <clears throat> it was one of the peculiarities of the mountain climate that its rays diffused a kindly warmth over the wintry landscape, as if in regretful commiseration of the past. Sure. Cool. Um, but it revealed drift on drift of snow piled high along around the hut. A hopeless, uncharted, trackless sea of white lying of white lying below the rocky shores to which the castaways still clung. Through a marvelously clear air, uh, oh my God. It's impossible to try to make jokes or comments throughout when I yeah. am working so, so hard. hard. Yeah, I'm trying to like to understand these fucking sentences. <laughs> through the marvel marvelously clear air, the smoke of the pastoral village of Poker Flat rose miles away. Mother Shipton saw it, and from a remote pinnacle of her rocky of her rocky fastness, hurled in that direction a final m malediction. So it she just yelled. Yeah, she was she like, was like, fuck, fuck you, Boker Flat. Yeah, it was her. Oh my lord! It was her last Vita Pure attempt, uh -huh. and perhaps for that reason was <laughs> was invested with a certain degree of sublimity. Okay. okay, it did her. It did her good. She privately informed the Duchess. "Quote: Just go out there and cuss and see." Then she set herself the task of amusing the child, as she and the Duchess were pleased to call Piney. Piney was no chicken. But it was still, but it was still soothing, and the original theory of the pair thus to account for the fact that she did not swear wasn't improper. No uh, what? I think okay. they're teasing her for not swearing at yeah, Poker Flats. And yeah, yeah, and because she's young and she's a kid. Child bride, not a chicken. Okay. <sighs> not a chicken. I mean, chicken that can mean like a, <sighs> a young something, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know. 
When the night crept up again through the gorges, the reedy notes of the accordion rose and fell in fitful spasms and long-drawn gasps by so, flickering campfire. So now we're at the end of the third day already. I yeah. believe so, yes. We went to from midnight to third day to yeah. midnight to midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the music failed to fill to fill entirely the aching void left by insufficient food, and a new diversion was proposed by Piney. Storytelling. Neither Mr. Oakhurst nor his female companions... Well, I hope Brett wasn't there to share yeah. one. <laughs> Behold this tale, my friends. <laughs> Neither Mr. Oakhurst nor his female companions caring to relate their personal experiences, this, this plan would have failed too, but for the innocent. Some months before, he had chanced upon a stray copy of Mr. Pope's ingenious translation of the Iliad. Are we going to get the Iliad now? <laughs> they're going <laughs> to just retell the Iliad. The old, <laughs> they're going to put on the show. Iliad. They're going to put on the, the show. show. All of a sudden, uh, Judy Garland <laughs> and, and Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and Kermit the Frog <laughs> pop out, and they're like, "You guys." <laughs> he now proposed to narrate the principal incidents of the poem, having thoroughly mastered the argument and fairly forgotten words. In the current vernacular of Sandy Barr, and for the of that night, so the Homeric hot. demigods walked am, walked among oh. the earth again. Okay, great. Trojan bully and wily Greek wrestled in the winds, and the great pines in the canyons seemed seemed God. to bow to the wrath of the mighty Peleus. Mr. I really Oakhurst, hope Mark Twain just pops up at the uh, like at some point in the story and goes. This guy's a fucking asshole, right? right? Like, just somehow Mark Twain injects yeah. his voice. He, 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 he just projects himself over. into, yes. Yeah. Mr. Oakirk listened with quiet satisfaction. Most especially, he was interested in the fate of Ash Heels, as the innocent persisted in denominating the swift-footed Achilles. <laughs> okay. So the innocent is also an fucking idiot. <laughs> Have you guys seen that clip of the uh, a person playing um, Wheel of Fortune, and they're, they're trying to solve the puzzle, and it... All the letters are up there, and it says like "Mighty Hero Achilles," and the guy reads "Mighty Hero Achilles," and they don't give it to him. <gasps> that's really? Mean. Yeah, that's really mean. That's mean. Anyway, fuck, that's that's fuck the wheel innocent. Of <laughs> yeah, fuck wheel. Put, fuck Pat and Vanna. Say say Jack. Say Pat Sagar. That's why and I, there Vanna was a big old long pause Whitson. before I tried to say it because I didn't know. <laughs> So with small food and much of Homer and the accordion, a week passed. Oh my god. Holy over, shit. over the heads of the outcast. The sun the sun again forsook them, and again from laden skies the snowflakes were sifted over the land. Day by day, closer around them drew the snowy circle, until at last they looked from their prison over drifted walls of dazzling white that towered twenty feet above their heads. Jesus. It became more and more difficult to replenish their fires, even from the fallen trees beside them, now half hidden in the drifts. And yet no one complained. The leftovers turned from dreary prospect. What? The though the lovers turned from <laughs> dreary prospect and looked into each other's eyes and were happy. Mr. Oker settled himself coolly. They were full on love. Full mm. on in love. I mean Timmy's full on love. Okay. Mr. Oker settled himself coolly. You don't need to settle yourself. No. You are famously calm. Yeah. Okay, to losing the game before him. <laughs> The Duchess, more cheerful than she had than she had been, assumed the care of Piney. Are they all going mad with hunger and they're just getting more and more cheerful? I, I mean, it seems like they're having a, a nice time. This is a story on. of people getting trapped and having a nice time. A very nice time. If someone doesn't eat someone else before the story is Seriously. over, uh, Donner Party. What the fuck? Only Mother Shipton, once the strongest of the party, seemed to seem to stricken and fade. At midnight on the tenth day, she called Oakers to her side. Oh no! I'm going, she said oh, in a voice oh, que of querulous weakness. 
Sorry. So we'll do that again. I'm going, she said. <laughs> that was great. That was totally querulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't say anything about it. Don't waken the kids. Take the bundle from under my head and open it. What? Mr. Oakhurst did so. It contained Mother Shipton's rations for the last week, untouched. Give them to the child, she said, pointing to the sleeping piney. You've starved yourself. Oh, this is the gambler. Sorry. <laughs> You've starved yourself, said the gambler. Oh. That's what they call it, said the woman querulously. That's what they call it? Yeah, that is what they call yeah. it because that's what it's called. Uh, she lay down again, turning her face to the wall, passed quietly away. She's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. She just dies right then. <laughs> that's what they call it. Dead. Dead. <laughs> The accordion, the accordion and the bones were put aside that day. Wait, I'm sorry. The they accordion ate her. and the bones were put aside that day. And Wait. Homer was forgotten. Wait, I don't know. The, the, the next sentence uh, negates that. Okay. Uh, when the body of Mother Shipton had been committed to the snow, okay. Mr. Oakhurst took the innocent aside and showed him a pair of snowshoes, which he had fashioned from an old pack saddle. There's one chance in a hundred to save, to save her yet, he said, pointing to Piney. But it's there, he pointed, he added, pointing toward Poker Flat. If you can reach there in two days, she's safe. And you, asked Tom Simpson, I'll stay here, was the curt reply. So Why don't they all fashion snowshoes? Yeah, they well, they go. can't all go back to Poker Flat. Oh, they're not allowed. But they can keep going to Sandy Bay. I, I mean, I don't know why they're make not traveling this it. whole. Yeah, maybe yeah, Why try. are they just making camp? This Why don't time. they just eat Mother They're Shipton? Like, they should just eat Mother Shipton. Just eat Mother Honestly, so it wouldn't take me that long to eat a person. How long do you think? <sighs> 12 hours? Well, like, like three. How long to decide yeah, to on. eat a person or how long to actually eat the person? Um, well, I'd have to, well, it would have to be in a snowy place because I'd be worried about them going bad. Sure. Sure. I think if someone um, else is enthusiastic about it, it's only a couple hours for me. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do it. <laughs> if it, if it means I'm going to die. It, it, yeah, I can't start it. If I've it. been stranded long enough. Actually, I could start it. You could start it? <laughs> if they were already dead. I'd, I'd eat someone If they were Kelly. already dead, would you, would you break bones with me? <laughs> <laughs> the lovers parted with long embrace. Oh. You're not going to, said the Duchess, as she saw Mr. Oakhurst apparently waiting to accompany him. <clears throat> as far as the canyon, he replied, he turns, uh, he turned suddenly and kissed the Duchess, leaving her pallid face aflame and her trembling limbs rigid with amazement. Yeah, and her amazement. panties were wet. Mm, like that cookie. Like that cookie. <laughs> night came. Again? We just keep night came, jump cutting night to night. Snow, yeah. But not Mr. Oakhurst. Oh. oh he didn't come back. He, he did not come back. They didn't have he sex. He remained erect. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have sex. He remained erect. <laughs> it, it brought the storm again and the whirling snow. Then the Duchess... Feeding the fire, found found that someone had quietly piled beside the butt an- quietly piled beside <laughs> the butt enough fuel to last a few days longer. Fine, the tears <laughs> the tears rose to her eyes, but she hid them from Piney. So I now they left. Oakhurst is Oakhurst left and has not returned. Yeah, but I and thought- the innocent has also left and not returned. And so then, I think it's just Piney and Duchess. Piney and Duchess are alone. Okay, where's Uncle Billy? I forgot about him. Where is he? He, He's he gone. Trampled by wildebeests. That's right. Yeah. Okay. The women slept a little. In the morning, looking into each other's faces, they read their fate. Neither spoke, but Piney, accepting the position of the stronger, drew near and placed her arm around the Duchess's waist. They kept this attitude for the rest of the day. That night, the storm reached its greatest fury, and rending asunder the protecting pines, invaded the very hut. Toward morning, they found themselves unable to feed the fire, which gradually died away. As the embers slowly blackened, the Duchess crept closer to Piney 
and broke the silence of many hours. Piney, can you pray? No, dear, said Piney yeah, simply. What? I don't know. The Duchess. Everyone can pray. Not everyone can pay. Piney cannot pray. Piney can't pray. Uh, Piney unless you're opposed pray. to it. <laughs> I'm in snow. Nah. <laughs> uh, the Duchess, without knowing exactly why, felt relieved and putting what? putting her head upon Piney's shoulder, spoke no more. They're freezing to death, right? Yeah, but yeah. why is she glad she can't pray? I don't know. She's just like, yeah, she just we're just going to be gonna, bored by yeah. a prayer. She's like, oh, thank God. I didn't okay. want to listen to that. We, ha- we are so disinterested in this story. <laughs> we have like five lines left and we're not reading it. We're not doing it. We're done? It. We're, no, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Tell, tell us how that'd it be ends. really funny. So they're freezing to death. They're freezing so to death. funny, though. Piney okay. can't pray. The Duchess, without knowing exactly why, felt relieved, put her head on Piney's shoulder, spoke no more. And in so reclining, the younger and purer, pillowing the head of the of her soiled sister upon her virgin breast, they fell asleep. A lot of judgment in the end of that sentence. Yeah. The wind the wind lulled as if it feared to waken them. Feathery feathery drifts of snow shaken from the long pine boughs felt like white-winged birds and settled settled about them as they slept. The moon through the rifted clouds looked upon them on looked upon what had been the camp, but all the human but all human stain, all trace of earthly travail was hidden beneath the spotless mantle mercifully flung from above. Merci, mer- mercifully flung from above? Mercifully. Mm. Okay. Well, I was just Mercifully. It, it seems like it would be mercilessly. mercilessly. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the no, snow shows no the, mercy. The, sh- oh, the snow like, is like being kindly. like, oh, I'll, I'll cover you. I'm just, I'm we don't have bar- to see this. I'm going to yeah. bury you with nature. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they slept all the day and the next day, nor did they waken when voices and footsteps broke like broke the silence of the camp. And when pitying fingers brushed the snow from their worn faces, you could scarcely have told from told from the equal peace that dwelt upon them which was she that had sinned. Oh my God. I hate this. Uh, slut and virgin look yeah. the same in the snow. Yeah. Uh, even in the death, w- we're all the same, even if you were a dirty, dirty whore during dirty, life. Dirty, dirty. Even if you ate that cookie. Even if you ate that wet cookie. Uh, even the law of poker flats recognized this and turned away, leaving them still locked in each other's arms. Okay. They just left them there? They didn't even bury them? I don't know. It seems like mm-hmm. they maybe suspect them of like diddling each other. Oh I don't God. Think- no, I think they're just like, Oh, this is who, who a bummer. Shit? Sure. In Let's death, leave. she is so pure. Yeah. But at the head of the gulch, on the largest of the pines, they found they found the deuce of clubs pinned to the bark with a with a Bowie knife. It bore the following, written in pencil, in a firm hand. I am Probably notoriously calm hand. about my death. <laughs> Beneath this tree lies the body of John Oakhurst, who struck a, <clears throat> who struck a streak of bad luck on the twenty third of November, 1850, and handed in his checks on the 7th December 1850 that's the that's what he leaves on his own right. grave marker he buried himself and pulseless <laughs> and, <laughs> and pulseless and cold with derringer by his side and a bullet in his heart through though yeah. still calm as in life beneath the snow lay lay he who was at, <laughs> at once the strongest and yet weakest of the outcasts of poker flat what a fucking what? terrible nothing Nobody of a story. Nobody got eaten. I nothing hate this. I hated this story so nothing much. Nothing happened. Nothing happened and then nothing they all died. Nothing happened. They Here's got the thing. kicked out of town because a bunch of stuff got stolen and Poker Flats is like, we're not having it. And then they went to a fucking, they went to the fucking Yellowstone. That's right. And yeah. 
And they a died storm there. happened and they died. Yeah. Yeah. And the men that lead to like not be a heroes. Story. But they all died? The, kill themselves or we don't know what happens to it's the innocent. Wait, we don't know what happened to the to the yeah, the innocent. Oh, innocent. Maybe so the innocent came back. Maybe that's Mother Shipton. She died. Flat. But they she were talking about first. they were talking about taking her body back to Poker Flat, like they could save her. No, 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 no. It was very. It's like, hey, innocent. If you get your ass to Poker Flats quickly, you then can save the piney, 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 piney. You can bring people back, and I think maybe he did. And so maybe and he's alive, but also, but he who killed. Gives a flying oh, yeah because nothing happened in this story and. It was badly written. Mark Game Twain was right. To read. Yeah, that was impossible to read. Wow. wow. Mark Twain nailed it. Yeah. Nailed uh, it. Some really insecure writing. It, incredibly insecure. Mm-hmm. Oh, that God. That was the word for Can it. Can you imagine how terrible it must be to spend so time with defensive. this author? Well, the thing is, maybe he's delightful in person. No, and that's, you can't be they delightful. Were friends. You they were friends first. They were friends for a time. That's true. I've been friends with people I hate now. Great point. Yeah, but I've also been friends with bad writers. This bad? I don't know. I, I couldn't <laughs> I give know. an example, but I Name think names. yes. I think yes. I mean, this just this is this feels to me like a, a list, first draft. But right? I have like this. Th- these are all the words that like he. I, I would not be surprised if he if this came out normal and then he just kept no adding no and adding no, and adding really? and adding to it to what make it sound smarter. Because he was trying to sound smart and good. Well, because obviously there's nothing like plotted shit. here. Yeah. Exactly. So he's like, uh, I'm going to just keep adding words. He's no. like, I'm so fucking clever. I'm clever. I'm clever. <laughs> Please like me. Please like What's me. What's the minimum word count for this thing? Maybe he was ostentatiously to this accordion. <laughs> maybe he was like on laudanum or something. I don't know. But he's not a good writer. No, he's not. It's very bad. Thank you so much for joining us to read oh, this yeah. terrible story, Thank you. Patrick. Thank you. Thank you. It was um, a delight. Do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, I would love to plug the podcast that we mentioned before, Nintendo Cartridge Society and Same Day Shipping. Um, just check those out. One's about Nintendo and the other is about relationships and popular culture. Also, check out Retcon Punch, where I write about comic books. Yes. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Patrick underscore Ellers. Ellers is E-H-L-E-R-S. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. Pleasure to have you again, Patrick. Thank you for having we me. We love having you. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to, uh, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, I know that we said we were going to do shout outs. We have to sit down and figure out which ones Apple we've already Podcasts said. Apple Podcasts did this thing where they mix it all up. Yeah. It's it not is great. very hard to tell which ones we have already read. It's not in chronological nope. order. So it's not our fault. It's Apple Podcasts' fault. Yeah. But if you want to support the podcast, please rate and write a review for us. It, seriously, that helps us so much. Um, tell a friend. Uh, and Tell um, your English teacher from high school. Yeah. Be like, hey, Mr. Harburger. Call up the Hart family. And be like, yours was the, the better Brett. Yeah. <laughs> Call no, them up. All, and all the Bretts are on notice. Go find all his Bretts are on notice. Go, especially Brett Boehm. Can we, Lindsay, can what? we go find his grave? And put that same marker on it <laughs> oh my god no i was gonna say take a poo-poo on it I don't oh the, du- shit on the deuce man. of spades <laughs> <laughs> yes um uh, and you can follow our show on um uh social media show on i was gonna media. say on on, on I, twitter I'm so hot it's so, it so fucking hot and that story was so fucking boring at public domain pod uh thank you so much for listening we love you and keep it lit Forever. Dog.
This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.